Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back to Oilers Now. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you at the 630 Chad Studios. Oilers Now, where guests receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Uh, yeah, we're having some fun today on the show. Uh, and it sort of started, we've had some comments, well, you know, you guys kind of the last couple days, you've gone off the map a bit. The team's not playing a game for 10 days. You know, I we're doing the show. It's called Oilers now. It's not, a, we love it. It's hockey. We're going to talk about different levels of hockey over the course of this week because the Oilers are not playing. But we want to know what percentage do you have right now the Oilers making the playoffs? Again, I believe four teams in the Pacific are going to make it. There's five teams within one point of uh, one another for top spot. So on that note, we bring aboard our, uh, Mark Spector for. The horses in horse racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing industry uh, from a uh, lakefront resort in central <laughs> Alberta. We welcome back to the show, Mark Spector. Hey, Spec, how are you? Yeah, not exactly a lakefront resort, but a nice, quiet little spot in the Alberta wintry uh, blissfulness out here. Just kind of chilling out, Bobby. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. You moved away from your uh, your handpiece there, Spec. So if you could bring yourself a little bit closer, uh, that would be good. Um, okay. How about uh, now? Yeah, we were uh, we were having a little bit of fun. Obviously, you saw Kenny's announcement yesterday or his tweet yesterday about you know results driven in terms of how funding will work for post secondary educational institutes. And I brought up the fact that you know guys like you and me went to school and we been you know we we came up in a time where maybe you didn't need a degree. Today's generation of kids, I would suggest, probably do need one to. Uh, not not always needing one, but uh, to choose a to get into some uh, career paths that you and me are fortunate enough to uh, be in. So, I, I I know we've we've stated our political opinions separately, but we don't need to discuss that on the air. But we're having a, a good response with the listeners over there. Let's uh, switch focus though on the Oilers right now. I have four teams making it out of the Pacific. Could be five. Maybe the Central's not quite as good as we thought. Um, 
First of all, how many teams from the division do you think are going to make the playoffs? Well, I mean, I think it's safe now to say four. If they ended today, it'd be, it would be five. It's, it's kind of a weird conference, Bob, because I think the two best teams in the conference are in, are in St. Louis and Colorado in the uh, yep. in the central they're the two best teams and then sure. there's a big group of teams dallas is no better than edmonton or calgary vancouver surprisingly good we didn't think they'd be this good Van- i we i think i certainly thought vegas would be a few points ahead of where they are me too they fired a coach here and i'd say arizona's a bit of a surprise i mean it's about time they were good they haven't been good for a long time much like Edmonton. so good for arizona so you know winnipeg what they went through bob i'm surprised they're this close with all me the too Buffalo and all that stuff I'm with you. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're, we might be just looking at St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. And even Dallas is not, you know, it, they were they were going pretty good, and now they've kind of dropped off here a bit of late and dropped some pretty ugly games. Uh, they've got blown out one game 7 nothing. Uh, so uh, would you concur, though, four of the teams in the division are going to make it? Well, it's pretty safe to say four, I think, okay. at this point. I think that's a... You know, again, you make the point. There was a time when we thought it might only be three. Yeah. Uh, right now, again, you look at the standings, and there's five. So, sure, give me four. Okay. At least four make it. I got the orders at 60% to make the playoffs. And and just so the listeners know, I'm always cautiously optimistic on percentages. Case in point that uh, when I got engaged to uh, Kathy on the actual wedding day, I said there was about a 70% chance that she'd still say yes. So, right. I, like, I, I'm that guy, right? I don't uh, raise the percentages until it's a done deal. What what percentage, realistically, do you have the orders making the playoffs? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now, Bob, and there are five teams with, it, with, with it, 50, yeah. 57 or more. And then you go down to 54-54 with Winnebago, Chicago, and then it drops down to 51. So realistically right now, I'm going to say there's there's seven teams for five spots, and the orders are, are right near the top of that group. So sure, they should have a real good chance. And they've you got know? games in hand, too. And they've got a couple games in hand. I mean, it's still a long ways. A five-game losing streak changes everything. Yep. You know, uh, I think what we've seen in the past is the the longer the season goes, the harder the deficits are to make up. Like, you can make up four points in a week in, in November. You can't make up four points in a week in March. It just never happens. So, you know, the longer you stay among these top five teams, the higher your chances are going. And right now, not only – you got to remember this too, Bob. Of all the teams coming into the break, none of them are hotter than Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton's playing their best hockey since they've played since, since you know, October, November. They're playing good. And they've got confidence, and it's looking good for them. Mark, in 16-17, the Oilers started 7-1. and They started 7-1 and this year. They had, that year, they had a tough December. They had a tough December this year, 13, yeah. 14 games in 23 days. Uh, they went 4-10-1 uh, and one over a 15-game stretch. Um, I think Talbot was better than either Smith or Koskinen, but the combination of Smith and Koskinen, to me, all but sort of matches up against Talbot and Brassois at that time because I don't know how much confidence they had in a back-to-back scenario with Brassois. Um, and the second yep. the second line in the final, you know, 30 or so games that year was Nugent Hopkins at center with Lucic and Jordan Eberle. The second line right now is dry settle with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. And to me, that's a better line than what they had that year. 
Uh, and the defense, five of the six defensemen are still here, <laughs> right? You had you had Clefbaum and Larson, you had Nurse, you had Russell, and you had Benny. Yep. So so, and nine of their final thirteen games are at home this year. Nine of the final twelve were at home that year, and they went nine and zero in those final nine home games. Twelve and two in their final fourteen. So uh, they're they're three points behind where they were at through forty nine games in that season. So it's a pretty identical schedule, isn't it? That's yeah, pretty weird. That is pretty it's weird. weird. It's eerily similar. Um, you know, look, I, I personally like, uh, I think the order's goaltending, you know, we've said this a lot on the show, Bob. To me, that was a huge question mark going into the year, and it's it's come out absolutely on the positive. Like, you know, they're not getting every single team in the league, no matter who your goalie is, has a night where the goalie lets a couple crappy ones in, and you go, oh, I wish that wouldn't happen. I mean, that just happens everywhere. Yeah. It's not a sign of your goaltending. It happens all the time. You know, happens all the league. The question is, how often has it happened to your team, right? It hasn't happened to Edmonton very often. The next guy comes in, if one guy has a bad start, and the next guy comes in and gives you two good ones, uh, Tippett's worked his goal. He's real well. He's picked the right guy almost every night. Smith's back to playing well. Uh, you know, there. I, I like. I'd rather have two good goalies. You know, then one outstanding goalie like Talbot was, and then a guy behind him you couldn't trust. I prefer it this way. I think they're just fine in goal, Bob. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, Ken Holland, 13 games until the trade deadline. What do they need for him to be a buyer? What record? Well, they just need to stay where they are and be right in contention. He's he said already in a piece I got up in the wire today, up at sportsnet.ca, he's, he's looking hard at these next 10 games. But what he's looking at is if they if they fall way out of the race, it'll change him, change his tune. But as long as they stay in it, Bob, and I'm I can't see why they wouldn't. Uh, I think he'll be out there looking for something. I think he's a soft buyer, Bob. He's not, you know, he's not thinking he's going to set his team up to win a Stanley Cup this year. I think he's a soft buyer. He's looking for UFA guys. He's looking for guys that aren't going to cost too much. He's not in for the Taylor Halls of the world as he was not a couple months ago. So, but he'll buy. Whoa, 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 whoa! He he kicked tires on Taylor Hall. That's established. Yeah, but he didn't kick tires. He wasn't. He wasn't giving up his number one. That's what we oh, know. He wasn't it? Then he wasn't in, right? So, I think you're in here, old Bob. Do you he think he? In. All right. Do you think he's in on John Gabriel Pajot? I would suggest to you that that there will be enough teams willing to give up more than Ken Holland is willing to give up. So I think he'll fall by the wayside in that deal the same way he does did for Taylor Hall. Bob, what do you think? Well, I, I believe Ottawa's, you know, Pierre Dorian, I think he's looking for number one. for uh, and, and, again, I don't see the Oilers willing. I don't. I could see Edmonton at the draft trading. Let's, let's just say hypothetically Edmonton has the 18th or 19th pick. I could see Edmonton trading down to 25-26 if they can get a, a, a another second-round pick to offset the third-rounder. They're going to lose uh, when they got to give that to Calgary for the uh, Neil Lucic trade. Okay, that that doesn't make your team better for you know, right. So four years. Uh, I don't think you know what if Pierre can get a, a first round pick for uh, Pajo, he should do that deal. Would you trade a second round pick and pull Yarby for for Pajo for a rental, or is that too much? Ooh, that's a good question, Bob. For a rental, boy, the players are good. You get good players in the second round for a rental. Yeah, I'm going to say to you, Bob, no. I'm going to say I don't think the Oilers are there yet. And and let's say this, maybe a year from now, maybe if they do the right work this uh, summer, yeah. 
maybe if they get the right help this summer, sign the right guys. Maybe if if Bouchard gets you know improves and comes up. Maybe if Benson you know plays, um, you're going to trade Poyarvi at some point somewhere. Maybe you're in a position where a year from now you're trading draft picks, and you can't trade draft picks every year, Bob. Trading draft picks is bad business. Yep. And to do it when you're not ready to really truly be a contender right now, they're a chip and a chair team. They're going to get in the playoffs, and we're, we don't have a clue how they're going to do. I don't like trading draft picks when I'm that team. I want to trade draft picks when I'm a team that's going in expecting to be a conference finalist. Then I'll trade draft picks. So, Mark, I have the Oilers as 60% chance to make the playoffs. I'm going to give you uh, a commercial break here to give me a ranking out of 10 as to where they're at. Okay? And I will set this, the, the bar here. Five and six is an average team that could be good. Okay? Seven and eight is a uh, is a good to really good team, and nine and ten is elite. Okay, so th- those that's the range because obviously they're in the mix. They're one of the top you know eighteen teams in the league right now. They're not a bad team. So I'm going to ask you when we come back out of this break where you think you got the orders at. That's Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. The seven thousand men and women employed in the horse racing industry. This is Oilers now. <laughs> Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, it's 1249 in Edmonton. Uh, Mark Spector is joining us. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. 7,000 men and women employed in the Alberta horse racing industry. Again, uh, we just on the uh, playoff percentages, Brendan. You wanted to jump in here. We got a text on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Yeah, so I'll just corroborate that text by saying that uh, as per HockeyReference.com, which is an absolute wealth of of data for hockey, the Oilers are at seventy eight point one percent to make the playoffs. So I'm cautiously optimistic at sixty percent. Right. All right. So here's the deal. I have Edmonton just seen again uh, a five a five six ranking for me out of ten, which means. They're they're a good team, um, a, a good team that maybe could push. Seven or eight is an above average team. Nine to ten is an elite team. I'm going to ask Mark Spector for his rankings because it plays a fa- now. Here's the thing: I think the Oilers could be a seven to eight by next uh, a six, seven, seven, eight out of ten by next year at this time. Some things have to happen. They have to build a little bit more depth with forward prospects in the organization. Let's see what Mark Spector says. Spector, thanks for holding during the break there. Uh, what do you think? Where you got the team at? Oh, I would say that there's no way they're a 7-8 team. They're, they're, they're somewhere, you know, I'll give them 5.5 to 6, sure. You know, they're a decent team. And they've got, they have got they do have a wild card that other teams don't have in, in Dry Saddle and McDavid. They, right. can, they do have the superstar factor that... You know, like Vancouver's got Pedersen, and I suppose Quinn Hughes is a pretty good player. Um, you know, it, Calgary has good players, but they don't have too good. They don't have anyone better than Drysital. That's for sure. Well, so, Calgary, Vancouver doesn't have anybody better than Drysital either. No, Sorry, that's true. But Pedersen's, Pedersen's a he, he's an exciting player. He's not as good as Leon right now. Not yet. No, not right now. That is fair. So you know, they're, the owners would be six with a bullet because that power play could put three in on you any night no matter what team you are. And that makes a difference, right? They can sneak up on you, and, and those two guys can beat you. If this team can figure out defending, their defense still needs some work. 
this team can learn how to defend better, they're going to jump in that 7-8 role pretty quick. Well, for me, one of the things that has to happen for them to get to 7-8 is they've got to move the puck better in the back end. So they have to transition yep. the transition end of their D you know, over the course of the next calendar year. Bouchard's going to be part of that equation. Uh, I, I know the last uh, couple games, by all reports, he's really improved. Uh, you know, he's really becoming a horse down. He's one of the top-scoring defensemen. People look at the plus-minus. The team has got, I believe, Brent, Brendan, I'll get you to look this up on AHL.com for me. Can you check out uh, save, a save percentage by team? I think they're dead last. So often when the goalies have a, the, the worst combined save percentage in the league, usually that means a bunch of guys' plus-minuses are not very good. Um but, I, you know, Bouchard's got to be here next year for me by this time next season, uh, Spec, And that provides another guy that can transition the puck, get the puck up the ice. Because I think you need four guys. And right now I'm kind of at like two and a half to three. And I think you need to be at four to four and a half. Yeah, that's fair. And they're going to have to figure out a way to, to make some room for these guys. You know, if he, if he does come up and he's ready to play. What if he's ready to play at a training camp, Bob? Well, I, I think we have to be pragmatic. They need Larson right now. Would you not agree on that? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what happens in the off season. I mean, Larson, the cleft bomb. You know, you've got Russell signed. You've got Benning signed. Here's the thing: uh, there's teams in the league that like Larson. Uh, no disrespect to Chris Russell; he's got a year left at four million. That's a tough contract to move. Yeah, uh, Adam Larson, you can move that contract. There's teams that would do a deal. I mean, I think Toronto would probably consider doing a deal sooner rather than later. I just don't think the Oilers can afford to at this time. Yeah, Edmonton's built a little bit of depth there. we got to see what Benning, you know, where he's at as well in terms of his return to the lineup because um, I think he's a useful player. Some some might say he makes too much, $2 million. But I think, you like, I guess what I'm saying, Spec, they got that high-end power. I think their D's going to improve, and they got lots of depth coming on defense. They just need a little bit more forward depth up front, which is part of the reason why I don't want them to trade their first and second round picks this year. Because if I'm if I'm Ken Holland, I'm drafting forwards with both those picks, and I'm getting a forward back in the Pulley-Arvey deal too to build a little bit more uh, organizational depth at forward. Okay, and if Toronto gets bombed out in the first and second round of the playoffs or doesn't make them, uh, could you not could you not relieve them of one of those depth wingers that they have for an Adam Larson? I think you could. I mean, I I think you could get Casperi Kapanen. We've discussed it on the show before. The guy's a shooter, and the Maple Leafs' top two lines, the centers, are both shooters. So Kapanen might be better off positioned in an organization where he's got playmaking centers instead, oh of, instead of shooting centers. And the last time I checked, this team has three right now, two that they play at center. And he can, I mean... Captain uh, can really fly. He can skate. Right. That, that's... Can really skate. If you had, if you had him and McDavid coming at you on the same line, uh, that would be a scary fast line, man. Mark, Ooh. Mark, you put out uh, last week uh, or on Saturday maybe the update on Zach Casting. Anything further to that right now? No, I haven't heard anything further. Everyone's in a bit of a holding pattern here. My understanding is, Bob, that uh, both sides agree. You know, the player wants to play here, and the team wants the player. Uh, it's my understanding that they're, you know, the I think they're they're close on term and real close on dollars. So, you know, the the pressure is off on a deal like this. Uh, he's not going to UFA on July one. Uh, I think we're in that period of time where the two sides are trying to decide. Okay, who's going to crack a little bit here? And uh, I don't think they're far apart, Bob. It could happen any day. It could happen in two weeks. But I think it'll happen. 
Okay. Uh, great stuff. Uh, you'll be back uh, with us uh, at Rogers Place next Tuesday. You gonna be? In town? I will be back. I certainly will be. When, when's uh, game day next week? Wednesday against Calgary. Right? Yeah. I don't think we'll have anything to talk about that day. Oh boy, it's going to be some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Spectre. Enjoy- fun week, Bobby. Enjoy the right, man. Enjoy the break. That's uh, Mark uh, Spectre out at the Lake again. Specs appearances brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, the seven thousand men and women who work in Alberta's horse racing industry. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. Brendan, were you able to? Uh, it's a little easier when you got HockeyReference.com for NHL. Do they actually have team save percentages at the AHL level? Yeah, and it's eight eighty two, Bob, which is uh, they are second last in the whole league with a three point. 0.55 goals against average. They don't rank the save percentages, but 8.82 says everything. So there you go. I mean, for those that are sitting there worried about the plus minuses, I mean, Joe Gambardella scored 28 goals last year. I think he's minus 18 or 19 this year because uh, I've got some tracer fire from some of the uh, critics out there, Bouchards. I'm like, just just relax on bad teams that don't get stops. And, and you know what? They're an average team, but they haven't got stops. And what's happened here is Stuart Skinner's been pressed into an accelerated role because of an injury to Shane Sturette, and it's affected the team. And then they've had some veterans that uh, maybe have come to the realization that, you know, the the new general manager brought in some more people in the mix and limiting their opportunity to, to work their way up to the NHL like last year. And the end result is they haven't had as good a season overall. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, 780-496-0063. Uh, hmm. Bob. Where I, I did you just see, I just saw this text come in right now, Bob. Sources say Ryan Getzlaff says he's willing to waive his no movement clause to be traded to any one of these teams: Vegas, Edmonton, and Colorado. Any chance Ken Hall and test the waters? Uh, I'd have to look into that. I've not heard that. That's a lot of money. That's an eight million dollar player that's in his thirties now. Great player. What is he? Thirty two. He was an 03 draft. Great player. Uh, I could, from Ryan Getzlaff's perspective, I could see it making sense. Mm. Here we go. Bob, I keep hearing third line center is what the Oilers need, but would not a top six winger solve the issue by allowing the team to move Nugent Hopkins to the third line? Fair enough. Adam and Lloyd. That's a, that's a fair comment that the texter says. Adam and Lloyd Minster says, Hey, Bob, the Oilers are tied with the Canucks at 43 for power play goals. Canucks are 12th in power play percent, uh, in power plays given. The Oilers are 28th. Imagine how many goals they'd have if they were 12th. Hard to believe a team with McDavid is 28th in penalties drawn from Adam and Lloyd. Adam, every time I bring this up, I get the two or three guys who are friends of officials that get really upset and text me and call me an officials hater. Adam, you're 100% right. How are the Edmonton Oilers 28th in penalties drawn? Seriously, how does that happen? I don't know. All right, uh, I do want to tell you about an upcoming roadie coming up to Chicago. Chance to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. It takes place in March. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly, tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the Oilers now, Chicago road trips call New West Travel 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, the Director of Player Development for the Edmonton Oilers organization, Scott Housen, will talk about the non-Bakersfield Oilers prospects. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.